Today on the podcast review show, we have a special show for you. Eric and I were talking one night when uh, we had a guest that uh, couldn't show up. And so we're going to share a conversation we had about different ways that you can promote your podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. The, the most asked question in podcasting, Dave, Dave just got this question, what, yesterday in an email? Yeah. And it's the question we get asked most often. Yeah, my, my favorite, it, can I give you my favorite story on this? Oh, you have a story behind I, it. I do have a story. I was, okay. uh, I was doing some training out of state, and uh, I'm bored in a hotel. And uh, uh, I had reviewed, uh, this was like the second episode of the podcast review show. I interviewed a, uh, reviewed a podcast called Mark Gunger who is a best-selling New York Times author. I didn't know this at the time. And uh, he also does a megachurch. He, he runs a megachurch in Wisconsin. He also has a, uh, what do you call it? Um, not synchronized. He's a radio show across the... Uh, syndicated. Syndicated. He's syndicated radio. He does these huge uh, marriage events. So he's speaking in front of thousands of people. And he sent me an email. I said, hey, thank you so much for the podcast review because I basically told him to get to the point. And because uh, he had really good stuff, but they did a lot of like almost morning zoo wackiness. And I'm like, you know, I loved your stuff, but man, I had to wait seven minutes to get to it. So he really liked the fact that I was direct because that's what he is on his show. And so he calls me up and I, this is after I've done my research. I'm like, wow, that was that was Mark Gunger. I didn't realize it was Mark Gunger. And his first question was, <laughs> and you're right, it is the most asked question. How do I grow my audience? And I just felt wow. like going I don't know, maybe mention it on your radio show, TV show, because he's on TV too. Uh, you know, next time you're in front of, a, I don't know, 10,000 people, you might want to mention your, your podcast. So everybody <laughs> wants to grow their audience. And that's the one we get the most. Followed second by, how do I make money with my podcast? But right now so we're this one here, we're going we're gonna to stretch each other. Okay. We're going to battle and see <laughs> see who can come up with the most. And and. I, I won that last round because Good. I had yeah. I had one more than you, Dave. Just not, not that I was keeping score, but uh, <laughs> so this one here, we'll, we'll see who could come up with the most, the most, not the most creative, but the most creative ways to market your podcast. How can you get more interaction? How can you get more ears to your podcast? And uh, Dave, you can start it off with number one. Well, this one's easy uh, because everybody says this, but there is a reason for that. Um, and that is uh, make content that people want to share. Uh, I'll give you an example. If you go to YouTube and probably type in something like subliminal messages, um, Star Spangled Banner. In the 60s, when before there was 24-hour you know, news stations and things like that, TV would actually go off about 2 in the morning. And I used to watch... They would play the Star Spangled Banner, and they'd have a flag flying in the wind. And in, this is black and white TV. And I thought it was made up, but they really broke it down. And there is absolutely subliminal messages when they, they were putting the, the words to the Star Spangled Banner. And when they would switch from one verse to the next, there were these little words behind it. They were like, you know, trust the government and all this. And, and I tell everybody, go watch that, and I dare you not to tell somebody else about it. 
because you're just like, holy cow, I can't believe that. And so I know in his book, uh, Platform, Michael Hyatt talks about making wow content. So for me, that's the easiest way to grow your audience is give them content that they go, wait till you hear this. So I took the low-hanging fruit. That's number you one. You did take the low-hanging fruit. I did. All right. Number two uh, is get interviewed on other shows that are similar to your podcast. Find where your audience lives and go get in front of them by being interviewed on other shows. That's number two. We are really taking the low-hanging fruit here to That's start, it. aren't we? Pacing ourselves. Uh, there, are, there are number three would be make it shareable. Now, what I mean by this is there are tons of plugins. I use one called uh, for WordPress called Shareaholic. And it puts all these buttons on the bottom of your post to share on Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus and EIEIO and every other network on the planet. And you can add as many or as little as you want. But you want it so that when people – it puts them at the bottom of the post. So when people go, man, that was really cool, if they want to share it – because if you think about it, everybody wants to be seen to a certain extent, either A, is helpful or is an expert. And so for me, when I see something that's really cool about podcasting – I want to go ahead and tweet about it because when people go, yeah, Dave Jackson tweeted this really cool article. Sure, the person that wrote the article gets uh, the credit, but also the person that that shared it with other people a lot of times will get the credit as, wow, that was really cool that you let me know about that. So make your content shareable and so other people can find it and tell their audience about it. Number four is very similar to uh, my last one, and that's uh, not simply get interviewed on other shows, but find other shows that attract your audience and figure out how to market to them. You can do that uh, by Facebook ads. You can do that by engaging with uh, people on Twitter who respond to that particular show. Just create a conversation with people that are engaging with shows that are similar to your show. Number five, number five five is don't blow your first impression. And what I mean by this is think about this people, let's say they go to iTunes and they search whatever, the NASCAR podcast, and somebody has a really cool album artwork and you have something that you did in Microsoft Paint that looks like a three-year-old made it, you've blown your first impression. And so the name of your show as well as the artwork, you've got your target audience now right in front of you, and they look at you and they like, that doesn't look like, if that's all they, they did to make their artwork they probably don't put much effort into the actual show it's just not a great first impression and it's one of those things that you can get great artwork made in some cases on fiverr i've seen some people uh with two r's uh get artwork i use uh podcast designs for most of my stuff she's about 40 bucks but um it's it sounds weird but that first impression can lead people to click and now they get your content and now they're hooked so that would be number five don't blow your first impression Number six, I'm going to piggyback off of that. Number six is uh, make your artwork stand out in the sea of iTunes. When you go into iTunes, you see that row after row after row of little square icons for every show. And after you get through about 100 or 150 of them, now you're just scrolling, waiting for something to pop out and catch your eye. You've really stopped reading the title of every show. If you want to get noticed, make that artwork really pop and stand out. So go on iTunes, see which ones jump out and catch your eye, and try and have somebody create artwork that has that same effect to others that are browsing the categories. That means I'm number six? Is that where we're at? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven. Number seven. This one sounds, uh, again, kind of low-hanging fruit. Write show notes. I've seen people that will literally type 
two sentences, not two paragraphs, two sentences. In today's show, I talk with Eric about promoting your podcast. That's it. That's my show notes. And there is a, um, there's a guy named Yoast. He is seen as one of the top WordPress SEO expert. I mean, you can pay him lots and lots of money to have him review your website. And he has a plugin called WordPress SEO. And in that plugin, it, it actually kind of rates your post and gives you hints. Now, keep in mind, you always want to write for people, not a robot. But that particular plugin recommends that you write at least 300 words. And if you write a basic description, unless your show's four minutes long and there's not much to describe, you can usually come up with something that will uh, take up 300 words. And again, make it uh, useful. I uh, interviewed Pat Flynn a couple weeks ago, and he actually started off writing his posts for uh, a test he was going to be passing. And so he wrote extremely detailed notes because he wanted to pass the test. So think about what your main topic is. And when you look at your show notes, go, could somebody read my blog post and pass a test on that subject? And that might give you an idea of, of how to put together your show notes. Is there a show note tip that will help you uh, be more discoverable in Google? Um, look at your your title your, is basically the title of your blog post. I always tell people, number one, it's it's the headline that shows up in iTunes and all other players and catchers like that. So don't waste that space. It's really, really valuable real estate. So I always tell people they'll put like episode six as their title. And I'm like, if you need to put something like that in your title, put it at the end because in some cases iTunes only shows X amount of characters. So that would be a Google thing. And there's more Google juice tied to your title. And that's where if you know what your keywords are, and if you just Google, it sounds weird. There's a, a tool called Google Keyword Tool. So if you Google the Google Keyword Tool, you can put it in and it will let you know, hey, here out of these words that you've typed in, here are the ones that are most popular. So it might more, make more sense to use the phrase uh, diet and fitness than diet and health. And so you might want to put those then into your title and that might attract more uh, Google stuff. But that would be just a tip. Google keywords. If you just, you know, search for that, I'm sure I think it's like keywords.google.com or something like that. Number eight uh, would be use social media to spread the message of your shows. When you post new shows. Let people know about it. Use Facebook, use Twitter, use whatever it is, whatever social media that you're mastering and uh, and start spreading the headline. Let people know that your show is up and and not simply with, hey, my new show's up. Go listen to it. But give them a reason. You know, this week we discover the the 15 best ways to market your podcast. Take a listen. Give them a reason. Make it make it um, engaging and enticing and get them to go listen. Simply uh, buy my book or listen to my show isn't going to help you. But if you really give them a reason, make it worth their while, they'll go check it out. Yeah, I, I heard this phrase. I've heard it a couple different ways. All podcast listeners listen to the same radio station, WIFM, which is what's in it for me. So when you write that tweet that way of how they're going to benefit by listening, uh, that'll definitely uh, get them clicking on that. Another fun way, and I'm gonna, this kind of ties into that, is... Um, Eric was talking about Facebook and Twitter, uh, especially Facebook and Google Plus have huge, in some cases, uh, in Facebook, they're called groups, and in um, Google Plus, they're called communities. And in many cases, this might be your target audience, 
And like Eric said, you don't want to just say, hey, come listen to my podcast. When you go into these communities, number one, it's a great source for future topics for future podcasts because this is your target audience. And when they're all saying, hey, how do I grow my audience? You're like, maybe we should do a show about that because if they're looking for it, then when people type it into Google, they'll find your show, they find your content, now they're subscribed. And so you you can find lots of groups. LinkedIn is another one that has a lot of groups. But the, I, And I can say this from personal experience. Do not go into these and go, hi, I'm Dave, listen to my show. Because they don't know who, <laughs> they don't know who you are. And if we go back even further, there used to be just forums on the Internet before all the, the LinkedIn's and Facebooks and stuff. And you could go in, and if you did that, you would literally get banned. They're like, all right, who is this bozo? So you want to go in, join the conversation. And provide value. Say, oh, I know this. This microphone is much better than that microphone. Or, or, hey, this recipe is much more fun to cook and it's less calories. Whatever you're talking about in the forum, provide value. And that way, uh, you know, when you say, oh, I talked about a similar recipe on my podcast. It's over here. It's not so spammy. You're adding value. And by the way, if you want more information, uh, it's over here. So look for groups and forums. One more for social media uh, as number 10, and that is use uh, touching emotional stories in your Facebook posts and your other posts. Those uh, studies have shown that that when you use um, provocative, passionate, emotional stories, uh, and not long, drawn-out stories, but at least little headlines of such, they get clicked on two to three times more than just uh, a standard post. So if you want to engage people, a lot of people say use photos. That works as well. But when you include a, a caption that's personal and touching along with that photo, it will get clicked on to, to, to learn more, uh, a lot more often than your standard post. We forgot a really low, low-hanging fruit. You ready for this one? If you haven't already, get your podcast listed in iTunes. Um, I would also <laughs> say Stitcher.com. Uh, TuneIn.com is another good one. And um, Rob Walsh, who's the VP of uh, Podcast Relations over at Libsyn, if you, if you go to Podcast 411, the number 411, uh, he actually has a directory of directories. And I'm not sure what's going on with Microsoft these days. They're very wishy-washy. They used to have something that kind of went into the Xbox, but they're kind of in limbo, as is BlackBerry at this point. So right now I would say definitely uh, iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn are, are the big three at this point. I went there uh, when I launched my podcast, and I spent two days getting it into all of those directories, and then I never had to touch it again because yeah. once you launch it up there, you're all good to go. So that was number 11. All right, I'm just going to start rocking them now. Okay. Uh, number 12, uh, make, it easier for your, make it easy for your uh, listeners to be interactive, to get involved with the show, and uh, whether that's posting uh, comments on your show notes or something like that. Make it easy for them to get involved. And then when they, when a, a listener posts a question, pause and let your other listeners react before you jump in. We're, we're all uh, hovering over our, our comments. And every time a comment posts, we feel we got to jump in there immediately and, and comment back. Give it a few minutes. Uh, give it a couple hours. Give it a day. See if any of your other listeners jump in and comment and respond to the comment first. So you start creating that sense of community and engagement that way. That's number 12. Number 13, uh, I should have piggybacked on this earlier. You said interview other people that are in your niche. You can also be available to be interviewed. There are 
services such as Help a Reporter Out, and that's at, oddly enough, helpareporterout.com. And another one is radioguestlist.com. And if you sign up for these newsletters, they send out, Help a Reporter Out, I think, sends it out two or three times a day. And Radio Guest List, I believe, is once a day. And it'll say, we're looking for, you know, a doctor. We're looking for, I know one today was something about we're looking for small business people who something, something, something. And I was actually interviewed by a, a newspaper in California, like the Orange County B or something like that. I never heard of it uh, for my fitness podcast. So you will find that and you just, it gives their contact information and you say, hey, I saw your listing and such and such. Here's who I am. Here's why I think I fit your description. And here's my contact information. So be available Have to be interviewed. Be be available to be interviewed. That was uh, 13. So 14 uh, would be have a way for your listeners to text you questions. A lot of people we try, oh, call into the listener feedback line or uh, jump on our website and leave a comment or email us. Make it easy for them to text you a question anytime you'd like. Number 16. Here's a fun. You're on the odd numbers. I'm on the odd numbers. I just, well, I'm odd. That makes sense. Uh, 15, uh, this has worked in a couple cases. I've seen this. If you talk about the movers and shakers in your niche or niche, uh, that can, in some cases, many of those people have Google alerts to say, if I ever see the name John Lee Dumas, uh, alert me. And so Steve Stewart, who does the, uh, money plan SOS podcast once did a post about the John Lee Dumas effect. And sure enough, none other than John Lee Dumas found out about it. And uh, they had a conversation going, which then later turned into a podcaster roundtable. And so that particular post, by writing about uh, things, or, or some people call this newsjacking, if you can somehow tie in your podcast to something that's going on in the news, you can actually, I know mom said don't go play in traffic, but if there's something that's going on in the world of news or, or a leader or things like that, and you can tie that into your podcast, uh, definitely do that and uh, try to... Uh, Rain in some of that traffic. Number 16, reach out to your super fans and ask them to help you spread the word about your podcast. That is a good one. Uh, number 17, boy, this just seems silly. Ask for reviews. Uh, what this does is when you ask for reviews in iTunes, and we, we, we've talked about this on the show, but that in theory, we all believe that helps your podcast uh, raise up in the rankings of iTunes. And the higher it gets, the more people see it, the more people that see it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So ask for reviews or uh, ratings in iTunes. Number 18 is help people meet each other. If you have a guest on your show and you introduce them to another uh, podcaster that has similar interests, uh, that will help spread the word because then when, oh, I know a guy or I know a guy who knows a guy, you happen to be that linchpin in those relationships. So help people meet each other. Number 19, Eric did a fabulous job of this at the beginning of the show, and that is tease your audience because he said, we're going to talk about the most asked question, which made you stick around to hear that. And so if you know what's coming up in next week's episode, you can keep your audience tuned in by saying, hey, next week we're going to be talking with whoever and wait till you hear about this and uh, they'll, they'll get them going and, and stay, it keeps them subscribed because it's one thing to get a subscriber 
It's another thing to keep them. So by teasing your audience, you'll keep the subscriber. And in some cases, they might then say, hey, you got to listen to this podcast. Next week, they're going to be talking about how to make money with your podcast. Selfish plug for me, but I wrote a post, a blog post called The Art of the Tease. Mm -hmm. And you can find that uh, at podcasttalentcoach.com. Tell you all about it. Uh, Number 20 is use a quote from the interview that you do on your podcast to promote your podcast. If I have Dave Jackson on my show and he says, uh, be interesting by being interested, and I use that quote on my Twitter feed and hear Dave talk all about it, here's the link to the show, um, it gets people interested in what you're talking about on the show. So use a quote and it will also uh, get your guest to retweet it and share it more often if you make it easy for them like that. 21 is kind of a a somewhat of a ping pong off of something you said, you said, help people meet each other. Um, mine is you have to kind of know who your audience is. And then as much as we would like them to come find us, we need to go find them. And a great resource for this is meetup.com. And this is a little bit like a forum. We talked about, you know, when you go to an online forum, don't walk in and just go, hi, listen to my podcast, go in (laughs) and introduce yourself and then once they kind of get to know you, you might say something like, oh, yeah, I talked about this on this week's podcast. And I go, you do a podcast? What's a podcast? And then you could explain uh, where it is. But I was amazed. I went to uh, – I live in Cleveland. I grew up in a city called Akron, Ohio, and there's a suburb of Akron. So we're talking like a suburb of a suburb. And they had a WordPress meetup, and I went there, and one of the actual employees of WordPress was at that meetup. So you never know who's going to be at these places. And uh, so figure out who your audience is, figure out where they are and uh, go there and make friends with them. That's again, that's really the first part. And then tell them about your podcast. Number 21 is uh, have a lead magnet on your website to grow your uh, grow your email list. Because if you have that lead magnet, that's something you're giving away for free for people to enter their name and their email address. And you give that away for free. Maybe it's a report you've written. Maybe it's a quick you know, 15 page ebook that you've written about your subject. Whatever it is you know most about, offer that lead magnet. It gets people engaged on the website and it will tend to bring them back to your show more often. Here's a fun one. And I, I say this one from, um, personal experience, uh, be ready. We, we talk so much about promoting online, be prepared to promote offline. I actually have, I went to a, uh, I guess a banner store and it turns out they had these big giant magnets and I just had school of put on a giant magnet that sticks to my trunk. And, um, uh, I haven't got a lot of response, but I remember once I was in a drive through line at McDonald's and some lady came up and tapped on my window who was behind me in line and said, do you do podcasting? And I go, yeah. And she goes, I'll have to check out your site. So I was like, all right, which is kind of weird. It, it kind of frightened me at the time. I'm not used to people tapping on my window when I'm in the drive through at McDonald's. <laughs> but I think it cost me, I think it was 25 bucks. And uh, I just walked in to see, you know, what was available because it was like, you know, signs and things or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And uh, it's it's held up. Many, many moons at this point. Number 24 is host events. Mm. It might be uh, events locally around your city. It might be meetups at uh, conventions. If you're going to Podcast Movement or New Media Expo or something like that, uh, 
host a host a meetup, a get together, and invite people to bring people. Don't just invite the people that you know. Have them have everybody bring a guest that you don't know, so you can continue to grow that network. Here's an easy one that is a personal pet peeve of mine. Somebody will tell me about their podcast, and then they don't tell me where it is. And in if you're using Gmail, it's really easy. If you go into the settings, you can make a signature. So now every time somebody, every time you send somebody an email, like mine, I think says Dave Jackson, personal podcast coach, and then it has my address. And I think there's a link to, to schedule uh, a, a meeting with me. And so by having a link in your signature, you'd be surprised how many times people may skip your email. Like they'll just blow through, but they see the link at the end. They go, well, hold on a second. And they'll click that link. And if it's allowed, we talked about different forms and groups See if you're allowed, because some groups will not let you put a link in your signature. But if you're allowed to, when you're doing things like forms and groups, see if you can put it there as well. And I was amazed uh, back back in the day, uh, there was a website called Podcast Alley. It was the uh, it was the place to go. It had huge forms. It's completely run over by spam now. But I had you were allowed to have a link in your signature, and I could go into my website stats, and I was amazed at the amount of traffic I got just by having a. Uh, a link in my signature because every time I posted a reply to somebody or I added to the conversation, there was a link to my website. So anytime you can have a link back to your website, uh, do so. And it's one of those things you said it once and it's just there. Number 26 is ask your audience what you should uh, teach and demonstrate and share on your podcast because the more that they're invested and in the content that's on your show, the more they'll come back and the more they will share it with their uh, with their little tribe. Are we ready to uh, to go black hat yet or silly? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> 27. 27. Uh, make business cards. Not so much for this is shotgun. This is not this is do, don't do this one first. Uh, but I had business cards that don't explain how to get in touch with me. They're made for potential listeners. So it has my logo. It has like my tagline and it says available on iTunes. And then it has my website. So it's strictly designed to drive people to iTunes and to my website. And so my wife laughed the one day she goes, well, I was at the gas station. I'm like, well, yeah, why are you telling me about the gas station? She goes, well, I can see where you left your business card in the spot where they usually have flyers for, you know, sign up for our, our business card, you know, get your credit card here. And I'd stuck a school of podcasting thing. (laughs) And she goes, do you do this everywhere you go? And uh, the other thing I've done with those, if I'm bored, if I go and I'm doing training in a city and I'm like, I guess I could sit in the hotel and be bored or look, there's a Barnes and Noble down the street. I will take a big handful of cards and I will, whatever age I am, so if I'm, you know, whatever, 47, I'll go to page 47 of whatever book relates to my podcast and I will stick a business card on that page and stick it back on the shelf. That's the dumbest <laughs> promotional tool ever, but um, that, that's, that's a way of using business cards. And it's, it's, All right, so I got, I got one to tire off of that. This is 28. Okay. Uh, another way to use business cards. Have custom business cards printed up. Um, so let, if, you, if you're willing to spend say $4 to get a new listener, get a business card and put your stuff on the front and on the back, uh, on the back, it says, find me and I'll buy you a drink. And when you go to conferences like new media expo or blog world, or I mean, uh, uh, podcast movement, put them on the table around the club. 
of what or or the uh, wherever you're having a little mixer with various uh, podcasters, lay about 10, 15 of those around and when people pick them up and it says, find me and I'll buy you a drink, they come looking for you. Then now they start asking people, Hey, do you know where Dave Jackson is? <laughs> you know, Dave Jackson, I'm going to get him to buy me a drink. I need to find Dave Jackson. I need, Oh, there's Dave Jackson. And now, now this guy's just told five or 10 people about you looking for you and they find you and you go spend four bucks and buy him a beer. Yeah. It's easy to find. He's in the bar buying 15 people <laughs> drinks. He's the one with the wad of cash at the bar. <laughs> Here's another one that I've used in the past. It's almost passe now, but uh, I do a podcast for musicians. And so what I would do is you can actually buy a printer and you can buy CDs that you can actually print on. Not so much make a label and stick it on there, but you can actually print directly on the CD. And so I made a CD that said uh, free music marketing tips. And then at the bottom it said marketingmusician.com. And I had taken snippets from kind of like a best of CD and it was really short. It wasn't something really long, just enough to really go, wow, that sounds cool. And so it was like, I don't know, 10 snippets. I think the each track was maybe 30 seconds long. And it started off with, hi, this is Dave Jackson from the Market Musician Podcast. And at the end, when they're really getting into it, at this point, about maybe five or six minutes into the CD of just bam, 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 here's another tip. It's like, hey, thanks for listening. For more information, go to my website. You can also find me on iTunes. So I've heard of people... Uh, making sample CDs to pass out, especially people can listen to them in the rental car on the way back to uh, the airport or things like that. And I've heard of people just doing that. If they have a rental car, they'll put it in the CD so that the next person that gets the rental car, <laughs> another great shotgun marketing technique. But sample <laughs> CDs might be good depending on who your audience is. All right, number 30, and I'm stealing this from old school radio. All right. Um, at the end of your show, add a line that says, tune in next time when you're Hillary Dave Jackson say... And then drop in a clip of your next episode ah. that that's completely out of context and sounds, you know, completely strange, but it'll create intrigue. And that's next time on School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. You know, so it says, uh, uh, tune in next time on the School of Podcasting when you'll hear Dave Jackson say, uh, like how I'm putting my hiney in there. That's next time on School of Podcasting. <laughs> like. What in the heck? And now all of a sudden it starts creating a little bit of buzz about the show and people tune in next time. So it's a, a, a teaser on steroids, basically. <laughs> yes, it is. Excellent. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, another low hanging fruit. If you find yourself in front of a camera and you can get a really nice camera now, uh, the one I'm using is 99 bucks. I think it might even be less than that. It's a Logitech 910. And YouTube is the number two search engine. And I don't recommend taking your audio and putting your album artwork and putting an hour video on YouTube that doesn't change. That's really boring. Uh, my buddy uh, Daniel J. Lewis just did a test on that, and he said most people didn't make it. I think he said two minutes, and they, they were like, all right, I'm done with this because there's nothing to watch. But if you make yourself a little promo, hey, this week I talked with Eric K. Johnson from the Podcast Town Coach, and he had you know 29 reasons to grow your audience, uh, 29 tactics uh, check it out over at, and then make sure you make it easy to find. Don't tell them, you know, find it at School of Podcasting. Uh, give them a link, you know, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 423 or 424, whatever it is, so they can go right to that and uh, use YouTube as a great way to promote your show. Number 32 is uh, create a contest on your website. Uh, specifically where your podcast lives to drive people there and spread the word. Hey, tell all your friends I'm giving away 
a whatever it happens to be. Something enticing, though. It can't be like a, a $5 off coupon on a $7,000 purchase. It's got to be something, you know, a, a year's membership or I'm giving away my most expensive package or I'm giving away uh, dinner with the president. Whatever it is you can get your hands on. If you create that contest on your website, drive some traffic there with that. Here's another one. I keep forgetting what number one. I know 33. It's 33. Leave feedback for other shows. Every podcaster goes, if you oh, have any questions, man. blah, blah. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh, how did I miss that one? <laughs> um, I hear Steve Stewart on everything. He is, uh, there's another guy, Daniel. He's from Cincinnati. Oh, I forget his name. Not Daniel J. Lewis. Another one. Um, used to be on everything. And uh, right now, Steve Stewart on Money Plan SOS. If you go to his uh, show, he's asking if you say, hey, you're listening to Money Plan SOS. And this is Steve Stewart, the man who cares more about your debt than you do and helping you pay attention instead of interest. He has like an intro. And if you record that, you can say, you know, I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. In fact, I did. You'll hear me on that show in the future. But, you know, every podcaster is asking for feedback or asking for questions. And if you do it in a way that's not, hey, I'm Dave Jackson, and then I do a three-minute you know, of who I am and what I am, just say, hey, I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. I had a question for you, schoolpodcasting.com. Uh, I have a question for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, ask Pat. You know, send a question to ask Pat. He, he may or may not use it. I'm sure he's got a, a long list of that. But every podcaster is asking for feedback. Give him some. And it's twofold. Number one, it gets your website name in front of his or her audience. But number two, you're now creating a relationship with somebody that you might, who knew, who knows who you end up uh, talking to. I love that. If you want people to engage with you, go engage with them first and, and uh, it should come back around. I'm going to steal this one from our good friend Rem at the sci-fi movie podcast. Uh, number 30, let's see what 34 is going to be when you're at conferences and conventions at the end, get up and ask questions ah. because not only do you make yourself visible to everybody in the room, you're also now on the recording that is going out to everybody that purchases the recording of the, uh, of the uh, seminar. And Rem gets up and asks a question. He's almost the first guy up on every single session I'm at with him. He'll get up and ask a great question. Now he doesn't ask, you know, uh, stupid off the cuff right. questions. His are well thought out, but throughout the hour long presentation, he's thinking, what question can I ask? That's going to be intelligent, engaging and uh, get people to remember who I am. That stinks. Cause you know who he learned that from? <laughs> Me. That's my tip. Oh, doggone. I did that at, at podcast movement. Um, when, oh, yeah. when Chris, Chris Brogan was done, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I need a question here. I need a good question. All right. Um, did we, 35. did we talk about, you mentioned something about connecting with like-minded podcasters. Did you do that one already? Yes. Cause I was yes. going to say, embrace your feed, your, your competition. Cause I always tell people like I, I do things with you, obviously, technically you're my competition. I do things with Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast and Ray Ortega. There's seven days in a week. And if we yes. all do a weekly podcast, there are, you know, there's room for three other podcasters about podcasting. If you want to go listen to Cliff and uh, let's see, who's left? Michael Dell uh, puts out one. There's a, a Brian from the Podcast Dojo. There's like 37 podcasts about podcasting. Uh, yeah, that's great. Partner with partner with people in your in your niche, and that's kind of uh, mine's going to dovetail off of that uh, as number ten, twenty, thirty six, mm -hmm. and that's going to be uh, host uh, a roundtable, be a roundtable moderator. Um, 
the way that you're on the uh, the roundtable, Dave, it's a great way to network with um, folks that are on um, that are in your same niche. And now they're saying, hey, by the way, I was on the podcasters roundtable and they go listen to that show. And all of a sudden they're um, they're exposed to three other podcasters about podcasters. And and all of a sudden the network starts to spread. So create that for yourself. If you have time to create another podcast, do a roundtable of those um, of those folks that are in your niche. Number 37 and be very cautious with this one. Do not go into this one uneducated. And that would be when in doubt, uh, buy some listeners. And what I mean by this is Google AdWords. In some cases, you can go in and actually say, I want my ad to appear on that website. So I've done this where there was a website on WordPress and it was kind of about promotion and things like that. I'm like, you know what? Those people need podcasts. So I was able to say, don't spread my ad all over the place where nobody's going to watch it. Uh, put it on that actual website. It was interesting that I could do that. And the same thing goes with Facebook ads. I've not, I've never used Facebook ads, but I've heard, in fact, at Podcast Movement, we, I had dinner with a guy that was explaining the insane big brother things you can do with Facebook. Like you can say, you can put a, a piece of code on your website. And so if somebody comes to your website, it somehow puts a cookie on theirs. Nothing super, you know, scary or spooky. But then you can say in Facebook, only show my ad to people who have been to my website. So now they've been to their website, they go to the Facebook and they're like, hey, there, there's that guy again. And it increases your conversion. So get some education before you do that. Because I, I do know some people who've lost, you know, hundreds of dollars just blowing it on on Google ads and Facebook and things like that. It's really easy to do. But uh, take some time, do some research, and in some cases, you might want to think about actually advertising your show. We could obviously do this all night, apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go to 40 and, and call it good here. Okay. Number, number 38 is um, know your most frequent listeners by name mm. so you can uh, interact with them and get them to evangelize your message and your podcast and help spread the word and bring more people to the show. But know them by name, not, hey, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, I really appreciate it. Do me a favor and go rate my show. But know them by name so you can call out like the five biggest listeners to your show by name and, uh, and get involved with them. I'm going to piggyback on that. Uh, here's something, and this is actually going to be in, my, in a future show because I've heard a couple people that have done this and it, it works. If you have a voicemail number for your podcast, if somebody asks you a question that's going to require a lengthy answer, and I've done this a couple of times, um, call your listener. And it's amazing when you call somebody and they're like, you're like, hi, this is Dave Jackson from the school podcasting. And they're like, it's who? And I'm like, it's Dave Jackson. Is this, you know, uh, Timmy? And Timmy's like, yeah, this is, this is, this is Dave. And I'm like, yeah, you, you sent me a question about the such and such. And I'm like, yeah, I just thought I'd call you. It'd be easier than writing you a big email. And you've taken somebody who's already a fan of your show and they're going to tell everybody, you're not going to believe this. This guy just called me back. Now, the worry of that, of course, is what if Timmy turns out to be a stalker? And now he has your cell phone number. And what I do in a case like that is I have a Google Voice number, which is free. And I will call from Google Voice, which calls my phone, my actual phone number, and then it connects to Timmy. And that way, if Timmy turns out to be a stalker, I can actually block Timmy on my Google Voice number. And he never actually knows <laughs> my real number. But uh, I've had some, some really – don't do that a lot, uh, but I've done that in the past. And it almost always – 
you know, I've, I've got some stories coming up where people have tweeted somebody and they'll just be like, well, can I call you? And they do. And it's, it turns out to be this enormous connection. So that would be number 39. All right. Number 40, the final one uh, for tonight is actually care about your listener first. Seek to help them. Thank them for listening to your show. Be genuine and then ask them to get involved and make it easy for them. That will turn into some engagements. If you're authentic and you're actually helping them first, they'll in turn reciprocate and help you back and get involved with your show. But you got to set out to help them first. That's it. What's the famous uh, Ziegler line? If you help enough people get what they you want. Can have, you can have anything in, want, anything in life you want as long as you help another, enough other people get what they want. Yeah. Good old Zig Ziegler. Yeah. I love Zig Ziegler. He was an awesome dude. Uh, yes, indeed. And his water pump and that whole nine yards. <laughs> so there's 40, 40 different tips on how you can create more engagement and uh, with your podcast and get more people to listen to your show. I'm sure you can find a few there that you can put to put to work this week and get people to check out your show. Let us know what works for you. Hop online and uh, and leave us a little note there at the podcast review show. Uh, website, which is podcastreviewshow.com. And you can also have your very show reviewed right here on this show, live and in color. Uh, we're now in color, aren't we, Dave? I think we're in color. Technicolor, actually. Tech- oh, we're upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Man, we are we are good looking. Uh, so get your get your show reviewed. Hop online to Podcast Review Show. Click uh, review, get reviewed, review me. Get reviewed. What do we name that button? Uh, it's review me. Is the, is review, the actual, me. review me will take you to the page where you can click the get reviewed button, I think. Is how See, I knew there were two buttons yeah. somewhere. <laughs> so get online and get it done. Let's uh, have you on the show here soon. Eric, where can we find you? Oh, let me plug that again. You can yeah. find me at uh, podcasttalentcoach.com. There are worksheets there that will help you review your show like we did earlier. And uh, all sorts of other worksheets that help you. Free stuff there, and you can get a hold of me anytime you'd like. That's podcasttalentcoach.com. And you can find me. And how about at, you, Dave? You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And keep in mind, there's always room for improvement. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Mm-hmm.